Good evening, everyone. Welcome to An Intentional Guy. I, I am Michael Chestnut. We are on air today with Rich LaMonica. Rich, thank you so much for being here today with us. Uh, Michael, thanks for even inviting me here. I'm honored to and humble that uh, you were uh, thoughtful enough to pick me to come on your show. Well, I, I'm excited about our discussion today. I know you're a motivated um, leader and you're an author and i love it because you talk about positive mindsets and things like that which is a lot of what we're we're talking about i went several years in my life a long time in my life really just kind of like a zombie i think and then i was like what are you doing you know you're not making the right choices in your life because you're not even engaged in it so that's where this podcast is stemmed from and so today if you wouldn't mind rich if you'd open us up a little bit with talking about your story, tell us a little bit about you. I know you've been in the military as well, and we have some military listeners. And then I want to hear also about your uh, book, 13 Guides to Success. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Michael, again, for having me on. And uh, uh, listeners, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to us here today as we chat. Well, so my life started in New Jersey, uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, born and raised there. In 1970, I was born uh, the fourth of four children. We grew up in a railroad-style apartment. For those who don't know, that's an apartment that all the rooms go straight through, so there's no hallway. It's it's uh, sister's room, dad and mom's room, and three boys in one room, which you all know three boys in one room is never a good idea. It's, no. it's chaos. It's havoc. It's it's learning to fight. And it's a, I mean, looking back on it now, there's a lot of life lessons in that one room. Yeah. But uh, we learned a lot from our parents and their hard work at that time, especially in the inner city and in the seventies and early eighties. And before we all started growing up and moving out of the house. So I went to high school in Jersey city, uh, Dickinson high school. And in high school, I was just kind of doing all the things to get by, um, like taking shop classes and stuff. Cause I always wanted to join the army and that stemmed from sitting down and uh, watching TV with my dad as a kid and seeing uh, at that time, I believe it was either Vietnam or some of the conflicts that were going on in Israel at that time. So I'd see the soldiers on the TV and I thought, oh, that looks like an awesome thing to do in life. Go out and, and play soldier out there. It's It's got to be fun. You go out there and play. As I got into my junior year, and that was my goal. Everything I took up to that point was just to get enough credits to get out of high school and go in the Army. Uh, my dad, I asked him, I said, Dad, I'm going to the recruiter. And I was too young because my birth date made me uh, kind of like a year behind everyone. So I was ahead of most people, but I was younger than everybody. So he would have to sign off for me to join. And right. he said, no, enough of us have joined. You need to go to college as well. That's a big problem because I don't have any of the classes needed to go to college. He said, well, you'll figure it out. So I went to my counselor and she signed me up for every class that I did not take. So all the sciences, all the maths. So my senior year, instead of just hanging out like all my friends, I was taking all these classes and dredging through life and hating life, taking all these classes and thinking, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I have to learn. <laughs> Looking back on that now, I'm glad I learned at that point. But right. still, I wasn't ready to go to college. I went to school. I went to, I got accepted to college somehow. I took the SATs, which is the standard aptitude test at the time. And I did not study. I almost overslept through it. I had to run to take it. I took it. I passed it. I got into college. I went to Berkeley College in New York for a year. 
And then I transferred uh, closer to home to St. Peter's College, which is in Jersey City. And if you watch the NCAA tournament this year, they made the Elite Eight in basketball, which is a big pride for the Peacocks there. I played football there for two years because I figured if I'm in college, I might as well do something fun and I get to hit people and get some anger out. So I did that, and I kind of was still dredging because a lot like most kids even today, you, a lot of people are not ready for college when it, it first happens, and I wasn't ready. And then finally I said, Dad, look, I'm going to the Army. And I finally went to the Army in 1993. I reported to Fort Stewart at Georgia as my first duty station. My first weekend there was when the battle for Mogadishu happened. So everyone went on alert. So I had a large learning curve there. So I had no idea what alert meant at that time. And uh, through my 22 years in service, I deployed four times to combat. Most of that was after 9-11. So the first half was kind of a lot of training to get ready to go and learn all the skills needed to to go to war and survive the modern airline battlefield. Then after that was learning on the fly while you're in those situations where most people, books can't really teach you how to do that stuff. It's, it's what you do in combat that separates you from a, a textbook and a reality. So during those four combat points, I learned who I can trust and learned that I can trust my training. The training that much like school, I didn't think was useful. It was useful. Uh, you can sleep during training and still do it. But most of the things I learned during training, I can do with my eyes closed still to this day. And uh, I've been out of the Army now seven years. I retired in June of 2015, uh, just before or just after my daughter graduated high school. So it was a, that chapter of my life closed in 2015. I then went to work with a nonprofit about exactly one year later. I got a job. I was unemployed for a year. So that taught me a lot about resilience and my mindset right there, having a positive mindset to keep pushing forward, keep waking up every day to keep moving and saying, hey, um, this isn't me that's not getting a job. It's just they don't want me for some reason. So after 365 days, I got that job. And I was, woo, I'm, I'm a winner again. I got a job. I go do something. And I was helping other veterans as they transitioned uh, through a fellowship program, mentoring them as they took their journey on a six-month journey in their hometowns, welcoming them back to their communities while volunteering at nonprofits. So I do six months, about 600 hours of volunteer time. And it's really uh, rewarding to watch them go through that journey and see myself grow through helping them. About two years into that, my former first sergeant called and said, hey, do you want a job right back here at Fort Campbell working with soldiers and training them? I said, yes. And I've been doing that for the last three years now. And I love it. Uh, I love it to death. Uh, of course, in uh, 2019, no, 2019, my daughter got married. 2020, of course, you know, we, we all met this guy named COVID. And yes. the world kind of flipped upside down. And uh, during that time, I tried to stay positive. And each month, uh, at the end of the month, I'd write a crazy post at the end of the month uh, and say, all right, you made it through this level of Jumanji. Now let's see what you can do with this level of Jumanji for the next month. And at the end of the year, I made a big summary with, with the 12 steps at the end of that month to get through the next year. And my daughter, when she read it, she's like, you should put that into a book, dad. So that's where the 13 step guide to success came from was at the end of that year, I started writing it. So at the end of 2021, I actually uh, published the book and it's been going out since then. Wow. Now I know one of the things that really interested me is talking about a positive mindset and having that because I believe a lot of men and women lack that. We live in a negative world, and sometimes the only positive we have is maybe our post on Facebook, which in a lot of times is not even true reality because right. we're posting things to make us look good. One of the things that I learned in my life 
in the last couple years was being more authentic, but being engaged in my life. And that has paid off tremendously for me. But then it also has paid off for my family. Right. So, Rich, I would love to pick your brain a little bit. If you can help guide me and my listeners a little bit more through that. So if you look in the 13 step guide to success, the 13 step actually is stop hiding behind the keyboard and be your true self. It's kind of to the point you're saying, be, find your true person, be present, uh, be in your day. Stop uh, relying on what that little four inch or six inch square, whatever you have is your phone, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is telling you every day, get out of that. I know when me and you grow up, uh, especially when I grew up, I know there was no cell phones. There was no internet. So when I left school, if there was any issues at school, there was no issues with me on the way home. Bullying stopped or whatever happened stopped in school. Children today don't have that uh, same um, that right. same off switch because it's always there in their face. There's always someone poking the bear, so to say. And for us, as we grew, uh, you grew as well, and you had to have that an outlet. So sometimes it's prayer. I, I pray that I can make it through this so I don't make a wrong, uh, wrong uh, decision at this time. Please guide me in the right way. And a lot of our, the youth now don't have those. They're constantly getting bombarded with stuff and they think they have to keep posting it for our generation. There's still people in our generation that do the same thing because they, they found an outlet now that helps them to get forward. So to turn that back to your question about positive mindset, if you're not leaving a po- leading a positive life, if you wake up in the morning and you start stacking those victories, like I, I tell people all the time, you wake up, that's a victory right there. You're waking up. Step two, make that bed. You made the bed. That's two victories. Brush your teeth, uh, take a shower or work out, whatever you're going to do at that point. You're stacking your victories throughout the day. Keep positive momentum throughout the entire day. And by the end of the day, you can look back and say, wow, I did a lot of stuff today. It may not look a lot as you're doing it, but as you get to the end of the day, no matter how many hours you stay up a day, by the time you wake up, get to the, the point where you're going back to bed and unmaking that bed, you can go to bed fulfilled that. A, you've done so many things uh, to stack victories for yourself, but what else did you do for others? Did you smile at someone? Did you say hello instead of looking down at that phone? Did you say hello to someone? How are you? And actually mean it when you say, how are you? How are you doing today? And sometimes that surprises people. If you say, how are you? They'll look at you and say, oh, this person's actually talking to me and not just saying the words. And that kind of shocks them. And, and that's how you kind of build that momentum of positivity to your mindset to actually spread it outside of your uh, four inch or four, five foot square or five foot circle and outside your community into the neighborhood and stuff like that. Yep. And I find that pot having that positive attitude is a choice. It's a choice we can make because even if we find ourselves in negative situations around us, it, we get to choose how to act on those things that are around us. Correct. And for me, it was like getting a new job. I found myself, I worked at a prison. I was a teacher, and my whole world was nothing but negative. For over a decade, I worked in this negative environment. Finally, one day, I'm like, I get to choose the jobs that I have. And so I had to set a strategy, which I think is really important. A lot of people, what they lack is that strategy. And I think maybe where your book would come in, the place really good for people is you got a 13 step guide to success that will help you create a process, a strategy, if you would, to having a better life. And 
go not to pick too much out of your book, but out of your book, out of the 13 steps, what would you say one of the most important steps would be in that? Uh, step six is one of my favorite ones. Be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Don't, uh, I guess, uh, be braggadocious or braggadocious about things you do. If you are successful and you know people around you are not having uh, the success they want, don't brag to them that you're being awesome. Yeah, Bring them up. Give them that hand up and say, hey, how can I help you, brother? How can I help you, sister? Get you up and, and push them forward. And then, of course, you got to stay hungry. Don't Don't rely on that success that you had this week. Keep pushing for next week. And and then, of course, with that hunger and that humble, being humble, you got to keep hustling in life. And that helps you make it through life uh, being very successful. Yeah. I see so many people, too, that are stuck in the past, uh, successes that they've had in the past. I, there's a, a friend of mine that keeps going back to 20, over 20 years ago. That was the most, that was the best time of my life. And I'm, I feel bad for him because I'm sitting there going, man, the best time of my life is right now today back then yes back then was a good time it was and it was it was really good but now that's 20 some years ago today now i am doing such great work and enjoying the work that i'm presently in and involved in we have to be present in the now and look for success now if if you find yourself that 20 years ago was your best uh time of your life then you need to change something today so that today can be the best time of your life we grow that should be a springboard 20 years ago that should have been a springboard for us for greater success and i'm not ready to leave this earth yet and i have so much that i would like god to accomplish through me before that happens so one thing i like to ask you I don't know if this is in your book or not, but I'm going to ask you this, and maybe you can tell this true in your life. I find that relationships are very crucial and important to our success. How would you feel about that? I think that's 100% correct. Uh, step one, I, I, I wrote down, tell the ones you care about how you really feel about them, and that's how you build that relationship. And I mean, I, you can have your significant other, your spouse, your partner, tell them you love them every day, but also your friends. Tell them how you feel about them. Build those relationships. Build that network. And if you keep that uh, that love going forward, that positivity going forward with them, then again, it's going to spread out like we said, I said earlier. Once you start spreading it, it keeps spreading. And that's how you keep a, that positivity going forward. And relationships are of key importance to any success you have in anything you do in life. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here real quick. Can you tell us about maybe some some of those most influential people you have in your life? Oh, definitely. Uh, first and foremost uh, was my parents. My, my dad is my biggest mentor in my life. He showed me that hard work is, is what gets you through life. When we were younger, I mean, he, he joined, he was in the army from 58 to 62 and he just missed the, the opportunity to go to Vietnam, I guess you call it. Uh, he served with Elvis Presley and he got out. And when he got out, he started his family, a young family. Of course, back then you didn't get paid a lot in the military. So we didn't have a lot. My mom barely made it out of high school. She was the, I guess you call it the beauty school dropout, high school dropout, beauty school. And she did hair and they both hustled. My mom never stopped working the whole time that we were growing up. She was working two jobs at least every day. Dad was working at least two jobs. He owned the bar, worked at the morgue, drove a truck. He 
and then he worked for the electric company. So he was always constantly working and he always gave advice. And of course, when you're young, the advice is, well, it's whatever. Yeah, dad, thanks. Thanks. That's awesome. news, great. But as you grow up and you look back, you can look back and peel back that onion and say, that's great. That, that gave me this advice. I just didn't adhere to it at that time. I'm doing it now and it helps me. So when I got in the army and I was going back on all the stories he told me about his time in the army, that helped me. That helped me to push me forward to be the leader I became. And I believe his, his influence at an early age set the ground rules, the values and the core values for me to move forward in life. Um, mom, of course, with her hard work and her tenacity, she was a Irish German in the city. So that's toughness right there. And no one messed with her. No one, not our, not the kids in our family, not the kids on the block. No one messed with her. So everyone knew that she was the one, she was the, the authority in the, in the neighborhood and no one wanted to mess with her and they'd listen to her when she gave advice. And, and we did that up in, until we lost her a couple of years ago. Uh, after that, in the Army, uh, countless leaders helped me. And my first platoon sergeant, uh, Sergeant uh, First Class Humberto Lopez, he taught me about being humble and staying hungry right there. And Every day to get off work, we had to do dips and pull-ups and push-ups in order to leave work every day. He taught us the value of hard work. He taught me that no one's going to take care of you unless you take care of you. If you take care of you, you're going to push forward and take care of yourself. Uh, one person that I didn't get to meet, but I studied him because he was a leader while I was in the military. And prior to my military service, he was in military service for a long time. Uh, General Colin Powell, Secretary of State Powell, we lost him last year. His his guidelines and his theories on leadership were amazing. The way he took care of his his troops, the way he took care of people all the way up when as he rose through the ranks was amazing. And and just writing down his his leadership guidelines helped me to evaluate myself and make my own guidelines to live by rules and do things the right way. Yeah. And I love that because one thing is I don't think people ask themselves these tough questions. And I think one thing that I would like to press, I loved how you had those answers ready. And we all should be that. But I know that there's people that if I ask them that question, they don't have an answer for that. And they'd have to think hard. And I want to tell you guys that are listening today, think about, three of the most influential people that have been in your life. And, and then ask yourself, why were they so influential to you? What was it that made them so special to you? What characteristics did they have? And then ask yourself, are you displaying those same characteristics in your life? But then I also think it's really important that you have the right friends today, surrounding yourself with the right people, because it all comes back to this this mindset, having that right mindset. And do the people in your life, are they building you up to that right mindset? And are you building them up to that? Or is it just get drunk fest or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> so I see a lot. I worked when I worked at the prison, it was, I felt so bad because there's a lot of people that I worked with that just were not positive influences and not people I wanted to hang around with because. I would go hang around with them, and, like, we had a kid's birthday party one time, and I went to their kid's birthday party. Everybody was drunk. We're, we're at a five-year-old's birthday party, and I'm like, hammered. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is not what I want my kids to see. This is not what I feel is, is beneficial. So I had to find out that I had to be very intentional in who my friends are, and I get to choose that. And, you know, I have people who are I'm friends with, and then there's people who are my friends. 
and right. I get to choose that very important circle. And I think it's really important to have a good group of people around you, at least two or three, uh, who help you, you know, that you're setting the same desires, you have the same wants as each other's have. You, you share the same core values together. And I think as men, especially we have forgotten that relationships outside of the home are important, that they help us build us up. And we need to build those before the hard times come because when the hard times come, you're not going to find them. So now is the time to have that because when the hard times come, you have people who will lift you up during that time and help you through the journey. Just like I imagine how it is in the military, you have to have each other's back. It's a, a, a life or death situation. And I feel like that's how we should feel about our life. It's a life or death situation to have the right people in our life helping us navigate Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think you you said it earlier when uh, you were talking about when you uh, had the job in the in the prison teaching, you had a choice to work there. And then we also have a choice to who is our friends, who is our inner circle. We have an inner circle, and I always tell people like uh, in uh, Fast and Furious movies, Vin, Vin Diesel says, "Friends come and go, but family lasts forever." But when you make that inner circle, they become your family, and uh, most. Most of those people will stay with you and they're there through thick and thin. And as long as you're all honest with each other and you, you stay focused on each other instead of on the me, stay on the, on the we. So you think outside of you and try to say, how can I help uh, person A or B get better? And they're thinking the same way. How can I make my friends get better? And the circle just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And then you're able to help others. If you keep putting each other into a position where, like if you if you're a reference to those guys that are and gals that are in the prisons, a lot of them focus on the negativity and they follow the wrong people. So they're I mean they're still following someone they think is a leader. That person is a leader in that circle, but it's not the right circle to be in. It's it's turning the opposite direction, and it's bringing you down into a path that it's hard to get out of unless you find the right circle to bring you up out of. So that close network of friends really will or family will bring you up and out of that situation. And I think the only way to do it is to be to learn what it means to be authentic. And I struggled with that for many years, didn't really understand that. But in order for me to be a good friend to those who are around me, I have to be learn to be authentic and real. And if they're my friends, they're going to accept it. But at the same time, then I'm going to accept their authenticity. And they're going to feel more comfortable sharing with me as well. And then it becomes a give and take relationship that's really crucial to us. But Rich, I want to ask you a question before we close today on here. I want to talk to you about your website. I want you to uh, give us your website. I'll make sure we got it in the description. But I know on there, there's a lot of things that will help us uh, over the subject that we're talking about right now. Definitely. Uh, the website is themisfitnation.com. And on there, you'll find all the episodes of The Misfit Nation. There's 171 episodes now. Plus all our YouTube versions of probably about uh, less than half of them, about 70, I think we have on YouTube. So it took me a while to get into that video world. So I guess I'm comfortable enough to go to the technologically to do both at the same time. So I yeah. got both of them going now. And of course you have the link to the book on there and it, and there's uh, references on there to mental health, of course, because 
a lot of uh, my brothers and sisters who I served with, they have trouble with their mental health after they get out. And, it's, and some of it's from uh, trauma in the military, some of it's from trauma prior to the military, but in the military, you have that purpose every day. And then when you get out, you lose that purpose. So what we try to do is build that resilience back up and make sure that they know that a, you can come on my show and have a voice. You can tell your story just to get that purpose out again, to tell your story or B find someone that's on my show to give you advice that a subject matter expert that'll teach you how to be an entrepreneur, teach you how to write a book or uh, how to uh, get in the music business or even in the Hollywood, I have a, a veteran that was in Hollywood on NCIS and other shows that came on and told his journey. Great guy, Hermie Castillo. Uh, and things like that on the show. And of course there's merch on the website, like, you know, just to try to make a buck and try to make ends meet. But that's, that's the, beyond the, the scope of what the website's really for. It's just to get the best, the voice out. And I love that. I, I love, I, I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. I listen to as many as I can. I was actually listening to yours this week as preparing for this. And you have some really good uh, people on there talking some great, great information out there and i really stress to people go check out your website look at it uh be start working on this 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 task of being the best that you can be and we have enough tools today for us it comes down to just being intentional and having a strategy and for me part of my strategy is finding great websites like yours great podcasts, things like that, that I can listen to. And throughout my day, I probably listen to about two, three podcasts a day. Understand, yeah. and, and while I'm just doing regular work and other things to keep my mind fresh and give me some better ideas, because I love learning off other people's failures and successes. It, it's, it's great. And we have a lot of great tools out there. So I really want to encourage my people, go listen to this. We're going to put this in the link here. I encourage you to go get the, his book on 13-step uh, guide to success. Anything that will help us. I'm a process guy, Rich, so I love awesome. things that will help me build a process to getting there. And sometimes it's just simple truth. I'm sure as they're reading that, there, some of these are going to be like, wow, I know that. But right. The problem is we forget this stuff because we let life become so overwhelming to us. And if you're overwhelmed with life, this is invest in this. We will invest in Netflix and TV and everything else. You know, me and my wife got rid of uh, cable TV because what was the point? We started being more pushing away from the television and being more active in our life. And we'll watch a Hulu show or something like that but we we were not glued to a time step with the tv and we're putting maybe an hour a, a day maybe into that versus i think the average family spends eight hours a day and i'm like wow that's where do you find that time and by doing that we're not engaged with each other it's and i call it being i feel like a zombie when i'm going through that so Again, Rich, thank you so much for being on our show today. We're going to put this in there. Guys, as you're listening to this, I hope you understand how important having the most having a positive mindset is and how it's a choice and a decision that we can make. Yes, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard, but nothing in life worth having.
comes easily to us. So if you find yourself in that position, make a decision today and a choice today, and then go look at this resource that Rich has put out there for us to have a better mindset in our life. And I, I, I promise you, you and your family are going to be better for it than, than you were before. So, Rich, again, thank you so much for being on here today. And to my listeners, until next time, keep being intentional. We'll talk to you later. Thank you.